welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Grow My Salon Business podcast. I am your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'm also your guest for today's podcast. So let's jump straight in and get on with the show. There are many ways to look at the salon industry and to judge its viability or effectiveness, but sometimes a couple of simple numbers will tell you a lot about it. Here's a good example. It's a simple example, I'm warning you. But from a a business point of view, you need two things to happen. First, you need to attract new clients. That's obvious. Second, maybe not quite so obvious, you need to keep them or as many of them as possible if you want to grow. Obviously, the more you can keep, the more you will grow. Now, obviously, you're not going to keep every new client for a whole range of reasons. But what do you think a good ratio would be? In last week's podcast, I was speaking with John Harms, the founder and owner of uh, Millennium and Mevo Salon Software. And one of the things we spoke about was the importance of client retention. Now, I, as I said in the podcast, always enjoy speaking to John because he has sort of access, I suppose is the right words to it, to a lot of the back end reports of a lot of salons that use his salon software. So, you know, I always find that when he quotes statistics that they're worth reflecting on. And whether you think they apply to you or not is irrelevant, but I always think that they're pretty good industry averages. And at worst, you might decide to go, well, I don't necessarily agree with them, but cast cynicism or whatever the word is aside and ask yourself, but what if it was true? What if it was true? So John quotes a statistic, and the statistic is this. He says that, say you got 10 new clients today, how many would you expect to come back for a second visit? Now, I usually tell people that you want to aim for 80%. Now, what would you think if I said to you, but based on John's statistics, that out of those 10 new clients, only four came back? In other words, you lose. 60% of first-time clients do not return. And out of the 40% that did come back, you're down to 25% after the third visit. And after six visits, only one out of the original 10 remain. Now, I'm sure it's not just me that thinks that that is ridiculous. You see, Salons should spend as much time, energy, and money trying to convert and retain a higher percentage of their new clients as it would be a more cost-effective and less time-consuming you know, than always trying to attract new clients. See, during the week, I was having a conversation with a salon owner, and we were talking about John's statistics and uh, you know that he quoted during the podcast. And, and this guy was talking to me about his business and, and why it wasn't growing, even though, as he said, he has a very healthy uh, social media presence and has a strong or healthy or vibrant influx of new clients every week. 
Now, the obvious answer that his business wasn't growing was because he wasn't keeping all those new clients. All of his marketing was about getting new clients through the door. And he was succeeding at that. He was doing a great job at that. But marketing isn't just about getting new clients through the front door. Marketing is about three things. Marketing is about getting new clients, whatever you want to call that. Client generation is a term that I use, generating new business. That is the first thing that marketing is there to do. It's to generate new business. And as an industry, we're very much focused on that. And I think social media in particular is very much focused on getting new business. But marketing isn't just about client generation. Marketing is about three things. The first one is client generation, but the second one is client conversion. What do I mean by client conversion? Well, client conversion means that when we get those new clients through the front door, we need to convert them. We need to get them to come back again and again. We need them to become regulars. And that's what client conversion is. And client conversion is also a function of the marketing role in your salon. And the third role is client retention. And client retention is similar to client conversion, but it's taking it the next stage because client retention is saying and keeping them as long as possible. And client retention is also a function of the marketing role or a role of the marketing function, depending on how you want to word it. So that's what marketing's about, client generation, client conversion, client retention. So back to the gentleman I'm talking to during the week. He says he has a strong social media presence. He says he gets a healthy flow of new clients coming through the door. So I obviously said to him, well, what do you mean by a healthy flow of new clients? And he said, well, we probably average about five new clients a day. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds like a very good number, five new clients a day. As he said to me, strong social media, he's on the ground floor, he's in a good street, he has a high foot flow of new people walking past his front door, he's got a great looking salon, so he's getting five new clients a day. Now, let's imagine you got five new clients today and every day in your salon and that you were able to keep all of them. Let's make an assumption that you were open six days a week. So if you're open six days a week and you get five new clients every day, that's six times five. That's 30 new clients every week. But think about it. Multiply 30 new clients every week by 52 weeks in a year. And that is 1,560 clients. Now imagine that they were spending on average of $1,000 a year in the salon. Well, let's just think about that for a minute. Some of you are going to say $1,000 is too low. I've got clients that spend two or three times that. Others are going to say, oh my gosh, that's a lot. My clients are averaging five or $600 a year. Whatever it is, let's just use $1,000 as an average. We accept that some of them are going to spend more. Some of them are going to spend less, less. But let's go back to our number. 30 new clients a week multiplied by 52 weeks in a year that's 1,560 clients. And if they're spending $1,000 a year in the salon on average, 
Well, that's 1,560 new clients multiplied by $1,000 a year. That's over $1.5 million. $1,560,000 being produced just from those new clients, five a day, 30 a week, times 52 weeks in a year, 1,560 clients in total, $1.5 million. Well, guess what? His entire business was generating about $1.5 million. So why is that? Why wasn't he growing? Well, he wasn't keeping them. He was good at number one, client generation. He wasn't good at client conversion, and he wasn't good at client retention. There is no point in getting five new clients a day, every day coming into your salon, if they're not coming back. Now, let's assume, I don't want to bog you down on numbers here, but I've got these numbers written down in front of me on a piece of paper. If you're sat at your desk, you've got a pad in front of you, write the numbers down in front of you, it'll make more sense. Let's assume that if a stylist is working full-time, so five days a week, yeah, 38 hours or thereabouts a week, let's assume that they're just cutting hair. And let's assume that they have, uh, you know, 45-minute appointments. Well, that stylist, if they're just cutting hair, is going to need somewhere between 200 and 250 clients in total on a revolving client base. Okay, now I'm not saying they're all in one week. I'm saying if they're on a revolving client base of, say, six weekly appointments in total, in order for them to be fully booked, they're going to need a client base of somewhere between 200 and 250 clients. Now, I say somewhere between because, well, some of those clients are going to be kids. They maybe got shorter appointment times. Some of them are maybe just a blow dry. Some of them are in, you know, more than every six weeks. Some of them are a little bit longer. Okay, so there isn't an exact number. But as a ballpark figure, a stylist is going to need 250 clients to be fully booked all day, every day, forever. Now, let's just go back to that other number. 1,560 new clients have come during the year. If we divide 1,560 new clients by the 250, the amount of clients that one stylist needs to be fully booked, then we come up with a number that is just over six. What does that mean? It means that if you were able to keep all of those 1,560 clients, that you would have six fully booked stylists all day, every day by the end of the year, if you were able to keep them, the clients that is, but he wasn't. So why do they leave? Well, you don't really know why they leave unless you asked every one of them. But I once saw a statistic And it wasn't a statistic that was even pertaining particularly to the hairdressing industry. But I've always remembered this statistic because, well, to be honest with you, it feels about right. Now, the statistic was saying, why do we as consumers change who we do business with? And as I say, it wasn't pertaining just to salons. It was talking about small business, whether you're talking about the dentist you use or the dry cleaner you use or the coffee shop you go to every morning. And what these statistics were saying that 5% of the time, we change who we do business with because it's no longer convenient. In other words, if we look at a a salon context, 5% of the clients that didn't come back 
to that gentleman's salon, for example, didn't come back because it wasn't particularly convenient. There was nowhere to park or or maybe it was convenient the first time they came, but they didn't come back because it was near where they lived and now they've moved home or it was near where they worked and now they no longer work there. They've moved to the other side of town. So it's just not convenient for them to come back. So there's going to be some natural fall off. 15% of the time, the reason why those clients didn't come back. So again, just reminding you whether we're talking about the dentist or the dry cleaners or the coffee shop or whatever. 15% of the time, we change who we do business with because of price, meaning it's too expensive. So some of those clients didn't come back because they thought the haircut or the color was too expensive and they could go somewhere else. But I really want to emphasize the number, 15%. A lot of, a lot of times, salon owners, they talk about not putting their prices up because they'll lose all their clients. It's just not true. You will lose a percentage of them without a doubt when you put prices up. Some of them can no longer afford to stay or you know, they would rather go to someone else within the salon. Okay? So 15% of the time, we will lose people because of price. Now, 15% of the time, those clients didn't come back to his salon based on these statistics because of the product. What do I mean by because of the product? Well, our product or our services, our haircuts and colors. So 15% of those people that aren't coming back to him aren't coming back because they didn't like the product. They didn't like the haircut. They didn't like the color. They didn't like you know, the way their hair was blow dried or whatever it is. They were unhappy with their hair when they walked out the door. They didn't say they were. They just wanted to leave. But that's why they didn't come back. Then 17% of people didn't come back because of the fact that they viewed that product or service as being a commodity. Now, what do we mean by commodity? Well, a commodity means something that you can get elsewhere. So I always use the analogy of potatoes are a commodity. I mean, you can go anywhere and buy potatoes. You might pay more for them uh, in, a, in a, uh, an expensive you know, uh, greengrocers or supermarket than what you would pay from a, a market on the side of the street. But they are a commodity. Now, some people think of a, a hairdressing salon or a haircut or a blow dry as a commodity. In other words, they don't really see a point of difference. Now, when I talk about that in that context, I always say to people, well, that's our fault. Because if you can't give them a reason to understand and see that it's not just a haircut and a color, that it's more than that, then of course they're going to treat you like a commodity. And that's 17%. Now, if we add up that 5% inconvenience, 15% because of price, 15% because of product, 17% view it as a commodity, that leaves us with 48%. And the statistics that were quoted in this research said that 48% of the time, the reason why we change who we do business with, so you and I, why we no longer go to that dentist, why we no longer get our coffee from that place, why we no longer uh, go to that beautician for a leg wax or whatever it is, that 48% of the time, the reason why we change who we do business with is because of a poor or indifferent experience. Think about it. Almost half of the time, the reason why a client doesn't come back to us isn't because they didn't like the haircut or color. It's because of the experience. So what is that in a salon situation? Well, were they kept waiting? Are they always kept waiting? Were they offered a cup of coffee, but the coffee never arrived? 
Or were they offered a cup of coffee, the coffee arrived, but it was cold, or there was lipstick on the cup and it wasn't theirs? Or did they ring up and they were put on hold and all they could hear was the receptionist talking to her boyfriend or talking to somebody else in the salon? I'm sure you get the idea, the experience. Now, I'll just say it again. Those figures are not pertaining to the hairdressing industry. But as someone who's been in the hairdressing industry for 40 years, someone who's worked in many different countries, someone who's had his own salons and stood behind the chair for years, seeing lots of clients, I would suggest to you that those figures feel about right. Now, you may agree with them or disagree with them, but just ask yourself, well, what if it is right? And more importantly, how do we fix that? Well, let's have a look at a couple of them. Inconvenient. Well, you can't really fix that, can you? You're going to lose some clients. That's inevitable. In fact, they often say that you're going to lose about 20% of your clients just through a whole range of reasons. You know, uh, inconvenience. They move or they move to the big hairdresser in the sky, whatever it is. 15% of the time, people will find your services expensive. And sometimes they're not going to like their haircut. So what can you do about price? Well, I'm not suggesting discounts, but I am suggesting that sometimes there are opportunities to look outside of our industry, particularly in times like now, and look at what other industries do. If we look at industries like, well, for example, Uber, or if we look at Airbnb, uh, or we look at the airline industry. Their prices fluctuate based on demand. So, you know, peak service times uh, are, are more expensive than other times. So, for example, in a salon situation, can you have peak service times? Can you have lower pricing on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? So that rather than lose that client completely, they're coming into the salon on a period of time where the salon would normally be quieter because I'd rather keep them paying less than, uh, uh, than lose them completely. Uh, if it's not about um, peak service timing, can you or, or do you have a level system in your salon? Because I would rather lose someone to another stylist within the salon who's at a lower price point than lose them completely. When it comes to product, as I said, a percentage of people will leave because they didn't like the product, meaning the haircuts and colors. It's inevitable that we're not going to make everybody happy. But obviously, we want to make as many people as possible happy. So why are we losing them uh, because they didn't like the product? Is it because of the consultations? Is it a training issue? Is there a specific area that they don't like? Is it, is it that we're losing more clients because of, of color? Uh, what are the things that we need to focus on as to so we can reduce the amount of clients that we're leaving because of product? Is it consultations? Is it technical skills? Is it creative skills? Is it listening? Is there more follow-up needed? Um, you know, I'm sure you get the drift. 17% of the time, we're losing them because of a commodity. As I said, it's our job to make sure that we give them every reason to understand that it is not a commodity. We've got to make them feel fabulous, that it's not just something that they can get anywhere. And that very much ties in with the last one, which is the experience. The people feel that the experience that they get when they come into the salon is, is mediocre or, or, or poor or meaningless or completely transferable. Well, why are they going to come back to you? 
So we've got to make sure that we give people a great experience. And especially at the moment, as we are still living in this, you know, coronavirus world, that experience side of things is more important than ever. So what are the things that we can do to make sure the client has as good an experience as they possibly can, you know, given the confines of which we have to, to, to work with? So I need to start wrapping up this podcast now, but the, the message is, is that we need to focus on conversion and retention, not just on generating new clients. Generating new clients is important. We need to always be doing it, but we need to also put as much emphasis as much training, as much attention, as much love and care and, and passion and good old fashioned effort into keeping our existing clients, turning them into regulars, never taking them for granted and keeping them as long as possible. Now, if these ideas that I've been speaking about today resonate with you and you'd like to find out more, I'm presenting a free webinar called The Five Steps to Unlocking Your Salon's Potential. It's going to be on Tuesday, the 29th of September, and I'll repeat it again on Monday, the 5th of October. So it's a free webinar. It'll be for about uh, an hour. If you'd like to attend, you need to register first. So if you'd like to register, you need to go to growbusinessschool.com forward slash register. Okay, you need to register for the webinar first and you go to growbusinessschool.com forward slash register. And I'd love to see you there. I'm sure you'll get some great ideas from it and things that you can implement directly into your salon, which will make a difference. And at times like this, it's making the difference, which is what sets one salon aside from the other. So until then, have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.